Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Hi, how you doing? It is Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian. And today you're listening to Back to Base, of course, other program that talks about founders, tech founders, and it literally humanizes them to let you know that, yes, they have these great ideas, but they are humans just like us. You know, they, they had this, you know, fantastic idea, which you can have too. And we'll just have a conversation with these founders. And today we're going to be talking about the topic exploring conversational AI landscape in Africa. And uh, of course, you know that ChatGPT. <laughs> if you don't know, know about ChatGPT at this point, I, I think you're living under a rock. I'm sorry, but that is a truth. Chat generative pre trained transformer, which is an artificial intelligence chatbot developed by OpenAI, was launched on November 30, 2022. And since then, the buzz surrounding conversational AI has only grown. But what many might not know is that chatbots has been in existence for a long time, but not just as advanced as, uh, as it is right now and as efficient. Eliza was one of the first chatbots created in the 1960s. Woo, right? It could have conversations with people and pretend to be a therapist and people found it interesting but it didn't become very popular back then because and now because eliza wasn't very smart it couldn't really understand what people were saying and could only follow simple rules it didn't have real knowledge or deep understanding and eliza could only do one specific thing act like a therapist it couldn't help with other tasks or have different kinds of conversations and also the technology back then of course in the 60s wasn't as advanced as it is right now. Computers were not as powerful. The software wasn't as smart. And this limited what Eliza could do. Now, even though Eliza didn't become a big success, it played an important role in developing chatbots. It inspired researchers to improve and create better chatbots technologies in the future. Previous technologies of way back, uh, the founding blocks are the stepping stones to creating the technologies of tomorrow. Now, smartphones became popular in the early 2000s, of course, and it led to a faster progress in artificial intelligence, AI. Chatbots started to appear, allowing people to get information on various topics like stocks, like sports, movies, weather, Siri, Google Now, Cortana, Alexa, and Google Home. There are some types of these chatbots, and these chatbots can translate a language, it can do calculations you can fact check you can give directions a lot of other things and they have become smarter and more human-like over time now it is a different ball game ai platforms offer a wide range of services they can recommend products they can answer questions update orders handle refunds they can learn from past conversations provide personalized experience update their expert oh so much man <laughs> now chatbots are used in marketing they're used in in retail banking healthcare different sectors to improve customer experience in healthcare they help with tasks they can do everything now august 30 2023 we'll have an online and in-person summit at hilton santon south africa there'll be a chatbot africa and conversational ai summit human-centric ethical generative ai the future of CAI would be discussed. And today, we will be having a chat with Sydney and Erin Madu, the founder and CEO of Chatbot Africa. Good day. Hello. Thank you for having me here, Lillian. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you today. So moving forward, can I call you Sydney or Mr. Enerem Madu? Yes. Yes, call me Sydney, please. <laughs> okay. 
All right. First of all, I like to go in. I like to go back. Of course, it's back to base that you're listening to right now. And I like to go yeah. back to how it all started, right? Before you even thought about doing something like this, you know, what have you been doing? Thank you for having me. And also, thank you. I thank the listeners who are listening here today. So uh, my name is Sydney and then I'm So I'm based in Scotland. I'm a conversational AI professional and also I'm a conversational designer. That's what I do. So before doing this, I work as a legal engineer for over a decade. I work in the legal tech where I work towards my passion, towards technology and also on the intersection of law and AI. So I was involved in multiple legal tech projects. I work in smart document, smart contract, document automation, and document negotiation and collaboration as well. So how all this is started is uh, before the lockdown, Mm. me and my friends, we plan to run a conversational AI platform in Africa. That was our initial plan. So the reason why we want to do that is that we want to transform the future of conversational AI in Africa by developing intelligent chatbot solutions that are flexible to most African languages and also to support people in the rural areas. So being a strong believer in building communities and also inevitable technological feature of the CAI, which is the conversational AI, the African chatbot was born. So that is how I move into conversational AI. I'd like to know about your your educational background. What did you study? Where did you study? So actually, I, I studied in Nigeria. As in, I mean, sorry, I forgot to say this. I'm a Nigerian. I'm from the eastern part of Nigeria. So I, I studied in Nigeria where I did business management. So along the line, I worked in the bank for like, I think, two years. After working in the bank, I moved to Netherlands to continue my master's. So I studied at the Fry University in, in uh, Netherlands where I did uh, anthropology. Mm. That's what I did in my master's. So after my master's, so I got a job with uh, KPNG where they trained me on mobile forensics and electronic evidence. That is where my tech started. So I from there, I now did master's in AI. That is how I progressed before uh, working as a legal engineer in a legal tech. Hmm, you've had quite a career, and I know that it's only piling up. Now, they, before, we, before we talk about what exactly um, Chatbot, the, the summit in Africa, is going to be about, there has been chatter about the market potential for conversational AI in Africa. What is your opinion on that? So what I could say is that, uh, as you can see, that there's quite a lot of things happening now, a lot of hype about ChatGPT and a lot of people seeing a lot of things going on so what i could say is that uh, in africa there is still a potential for conversational ai in africa which all of us know is very uh, substantial right now and uh, the growth projection in africa indicates a promising future for this technology in africa and uh, there are some factors that are contributing for this solution to be wide use in africa for instance, I keep on telling people that Africa is a mobile first continent, you know, which means that uh, all of us, like you are there, you have, you check everything online, you mm-hmm. have your access to the internet online. So because Africa is predominantly a mobile first continent, 
with a large portion of the population accessing the internet with their digital device. So commercial AI technologies such as chatbots and visual assistants is going to be well suited with the mobile interaction and also making a high relevant and accessible to the African population. So people who are into customer services and also the banks are being using it. Also looking at the language localization, right? In the issue of when we say that Africa, it has quite a lot of diverse languages in Africa with thousands of lang languages spoken across the continent. So I believe that using a conversational AI technology are being developed and enhanced to support all languages in Africa. So right now, there's going to be a rush in the uh, in commercial AI in Africa, in the market in Africa. So as you can see, most of the banking industries are using the solution right away. Okay, that is, is, is you mentioned the banking industry, right? Because the conversation around conversational AI also tilts towards industries or sectors that would, you know, be unfazed by this development. But before we talk about that, I would like to know what you know, industrial sector you see being primary drivers of of this? So I, I think the industries, you know, because of is in Africa, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in Africa, the industry we are looking at is in the financial industry and the e-commerce. And also uh, we have seen the way they are using it now in the, in the education industry and also quite few are using it in the insurance companies as well. So the most dominant uh, usage in Africa is the financial industry and the e-commerce. But which which uh, industry do you think would be unfazed that they won't even need it or they won't need to even? Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, let me let me tell you something. You know, there is no business in this world that will not use technology. There's no business in this world. So I don't think you can just say that people are afraid that. AI is coming to steal their job, not they're not going to use it. So there is no business. So what we see now is the adoption in Africa. So I think when everything is settled down, so we see it everywhere we go. So there's no business who can go and who can say we don't need AI or we don't need a conversational AI. Why I ask this question yeah. is that there was a time we had a, a panel session and, the, and in that panel session, there was a question that was asked that because yeah. the panel session was for artisans and the question asked was do you think that um ai would someday 10 20 years from now take over your job as an artisan and a lot of people raised their hands and like no i do not think so because what we are doing nobody can do nothing can do and some other people said well you know you don't know the the i don't want to say monstrosity but i would say um <laughs> contraption that the for the, that that is going to be built in the future. Now, what would now differentiate it from being a monstrosity or you know a good thing would be the effect it's going to have on us. So people are saying you don't know what is in the works. You don't know what scientists are, are, are actually you know putting out there today. But the way they actually stood on their grounds to say no, this thing cannot take over my job tomorrow. That is why I asked that question. Whether there's any. Any industry or sector that will say, okay, no matter what happens, I'm safe. So I think let us uh, look at it this way. So yes, people are keep on saying that kind of thing that AI is coming to steal their job. But I have not seen anyone, nobody I have seen. I don't know if you have seen anyone that AI have steal their job from them. I have not seen anyone. So people keep on 
it's just a rumor, right? So, but one thing I find out is that the AI is going to make the job to be more efficient. Like for instance, if you work in a company, like you work in a call center, that is so a lot of people are making a call, sometimes it's a call that is not suitable or not interested, right? Mm -hmm. So you see somebody will be drunk and start making the call. So when we use the AI, the voice bot, the voice bot can they can hand over those things to the voice bots to be able to get all these kind of rubbish calls, right? And handle it by themselves and also allow the staff to focus on the relevant job they are supposed to do. So I don't think that uh, AI is going to steal our job. What I thought is that the AI is going to make the job to be more efficient in the company. Nobody is going to lose their job. But the only thing is that the more the AI comes out and be taking some part of the job, I think there's going to be somewhere a human being has to be behind doing all these things. I just thought about one that my, that my goal um those who are being paid to check for grammar after work is you know well <laughs> that job I'm is going proofreading. 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 yeah yeah right? yes it's going whether we like it or not it's yes because i can write when i write a a, a, a piece i put it on chat gbt i am not i'm unapologetic about it i put it on a chat gbt and say check for grammar and it, it, it checks for grammar so that 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 job has gone so is it maybe uh, we'll start upskilling and learning new things. <laughs> anyway, yes, I think yeah, I think also you should be careful as well. Whatever you put also in chargeability is being stored for the privacy as well. But as you said, that uh, you can do. There's quite so many things about uh, proofreading everywhere, but the human hand is also still there. Yeah. Uh, so I think the chargeability makes things to be more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. So if it happens to be that the guy who does the job do, do only three three things per day, so Chajibdi can do 1,000 or 20,000 at a time, right? Yeah. So to make it the job to be more efficient, why this guy will be the one, when they print it out, the guy will arrange it and address it to go to where it's supposed to be. Somebody's going to lose job, that's what I mean. Okay, okay, noted. I, I can feel okay. safer now. Okay, in the African, yeah. in the African context, what are some unique... Um, challenges and opportunities that that exist in this conversational ai space there are so many things uh, which is coming but actually you know in africa it, africa is like is always the last place you know when things are going <laughs> africa is always the last option or, or the last destination for everything to happen so whenever things are settling it comes to settle in africa that's how people used to say but what i would say is that regarding the african context you know the challenges i see in commercial ai in africa is uh, regarding the limited internet assets so we have increasing internet penetration in africa which everybody knows because everyone in africa has a data or they have a mobile there's a law is always a large penetration but there are still regions within limited connectivities in africa that access to reliable internet is very difficult so uh, this poses a challenge you know to the adoption of commercial ai in africa so i think that efforts to improve internet infrastructure in africa can expand the connectivity and also crucial crucially to overcome the challenges about adoption in africa so another one i'm thinking about is about a kind of diversity you know so because in africa we have a lot of linguistically 
diverse languages, right? We have thousands of them. So it's going to be a big challenge across for commercial AI solutions that support multiple languages at a go. It's like having a chatbot that can support both French. Uh, no, we, we have French in Africa, Swahili, Igbo, right? Mm -hmm. Yoruba and all this. So having all these kind of things, because we are not like, if you come to Europe, most of the countries have only one language they speak. So it's very easy for them. So having a conventional AI solution that can support all these kind of multiple languages and dialects in Africa is very huge. And also it's going to be a complex task for us. Not only that, but looking at the mobile first adoption, you know, since Africa is a mobile country, and also uh, that is where people are looking at it now, and that is where we are, why we are running the event as well in Africa. So since Africa is a mobile technology country, you know, everybody has a phone. So I think this presents a significant opportunity for functional AI as mobile device provide a convenient platform for interacting with chatbot and visual assistants. So when we have all this in Africa, so we are we think that in the African contents, in the African market can accelerate the adoption of the usage of conventional AI solution in Africa because we have most of us have access to the internet. Okay. Now let's talk about the summit, right? Chatbot Africa and Conversational AI Summit is taking place in South Africa on the 30th of next month, which is August. And the summit is designed for industry executives and people who use and work with conversational AI, chatbots, virtual assistants, voice technology and conversational design. So this covers pretty much everybody. Yes. <laughs> so um, what, what do you have in store for attendees? Yes, that's a good one. So I, I would just start with uh, to talk about before we start planning to run the Chatbot Africa, mm -hmm. where we were before. So me and my team, we start running the European Chatbot and Conversational AI here in Europe. Because I'm originally from Africa, I'm Nigerian, right? So mm. I, after we do for the European one, two times, I start to build, a, want to build a community in Africa to know what are the trends about conversational AI in Africa? Do they know about it? So we now find out that there's quite a lot of interest in Africa about conversational AI. There's quite a lot of talents in Africa, a lot of young people. They, are, they don't have the solution. They don't have uh, access to how they, they can be able to develop what they want to do. So what we start to do is that we decided to launch the African chatbot. So the African chatbot is a a conventional AI summit that we bring, designed to bring industry executives in Africa and also adopters of uh, conventional AI, chatbot, visual assistant, for them to come to the event and learn and network with the attendees. So what we are doing here is that we are giving Africa a voice. So what I mean by a voice is that we are trying to make sure that Africa has their own voice. Because we Africans can develop the solution that we know we can use by ourselves, you know. So we give Africa a voice. So we run the event. Not only do we bring the people, the professionals there, we also bring companies who want to learn more on how, on how to apply conversational AI to the company. We bring them to the event for them to network with all the attendees. So looking at the feedback for the last two years we have run the event, we have got massive feedback. A lot of people were interested. Initially, the event was purely online. 
people were joining us online and attending the event but this time around we're gonna have it in person in south africa where we are bringing only few people it's gonna be a hybrid event where we bring only few people in person but also we stream all the talks online as well so you you asked me about what are the benefits right yes for for the attendees anyway if you look at the theme we have in the event we say it's human centric right mm -hmm. ethical and the future of conventional ai so what we are doing in this place is that we are making sure that a lot of people are designing a lot of things there's a lot of solution of conventional ai in the market but we want to make sure that the system is going to be focused on the human user as well that's what we mean by human centric and also the goal should be to create an conventional AI solution that is accessible and personalized so that people can interact with it and also it's in a natural way and also in a meaningful way as well. So when we come to the ethical side of it, which me and you know that a lot of people are fighting to know about the AI solution for, for is it going to be a bias or is it going to be accountable to that? So in the African chatbot, we teach all the attendees how they can develop uh, their solution to have a privacy and also let it be transparency, not being biased, and also they, they should be accountable to what they are designing. So uh, the future of conscious AI in Africa is what we really try our best to make sure that we tell people what is going on in Africa, mm. that this is what and how companies can apply this to their everyday use. All right. That sounds really exciting. It's a hybrid event in person and virtual. Uh, if one wants to attend, how would that happen? Is, is there any fee to pay or something? Actually, we try not to charge because we know Africans, right? We try to not to charge to say pay for it. But what we try to do is that if you want to attend online, it's for free. Okay. So anybody who goes to the website, they can as well register for free and attend for free but if you want to attend in person because we can make the in person to be for free since we are building an ecosystem for conventional ai in africa so we just try to put it to be 20 dollars right so we make sure only. that people pay only 20 dollars 20 dollars so if you don't pay for something you won't come for it so if you allow it to be for free everybody will pay nobody will come there right so we make sure that there's something they paid for them to attend the event so it's, it's nothing you pay. It's just twenty dollars you pay. Okay, I've seen. I've gone through. I've gone through the speakers of this event, and I can yeah. say that it is packed. Right, this looks like a very huge event, an event that you know should be reckoned with. But then I'm, I, I want to ask, what are you, challenges you've faced in putting t together? a an event of this capacity seen as this like the the executives from mtn from uh, augmented startups from google africa union like the list goes on and on so I, i'm sure it hasn't been easy yes <laughs> it's not an easy thing actually me and my team we do our best to make sure that we brought the right people for them to speak in the event. So what we do is that, uh, what we do first is that we we call for speakers. We open the door for anyone to apply for the speakers. Most of the speakers you see here, they applied. Wow. Some of them are the people we met, some of them are people we met, and then they write me an email. So a lot of them are companies who are already using the solution, right? Or they are using some solution but they want to learn more about how to apply it to their use so looking at the speakers you see in the event 
they are mostly the leading minds in computational AI in Africa. People who have been working with it, people who have a story to tell, people who want to tell us something about what they are doing with computational AI, and also people who have Africa in their mind, who wants to develop a data set for African languages. They are all attendees here. So the challenges we have is mostly how to bring everyone together. That's the challenges we have. But me and my team, we do our best. We use most of the access marketing, right? We mm. use a lot of ways to bring them to the event. So I think the challenges we have mostly is about how to bring them together. And also we are, we are patients, right? Mm -hmm. When we are writing them, when we are dealing with them, we are patients. Before we start building this event, it takes us time to plan, but this is where we are today. So I think when I'm seeing this and I'm seeing that the Africans are benefiting from what we are doing, I'm so happy. And also that encouraged me to do more. Oh, exciting. It's an ex exciting event. And I feel because this is, it caters for every single person. AI is the now, it is the future. It was a yesterday as well. So everybody should attend this. And the beauty of it all is that if you're not in South Africa, you can attend from anywhere in the world. So as a founder of Chatbot Africa and Conversational AI Summit, what are your long-term goals and aspirations for this summit? You know, what do you want to achieve in you know, years to come? And yeah. And how do you how do you plan to contribute further to the conversational AI ecosystem in Africa? So uh, as the founder of Chatbot Africa, which is the one we are talking about here, one of the milestones, which I think sometimes when I saw this year message from you, I start thinking about what am I going to say? You know, <laughs> I start feeling emotional, you know, I start feeling emotional, you know, funding a TAI event, a conversational AI event in Africa. You know, mm. it's not yet easy. I don't base in Africa, you know, yeah. to find it's not easy. I remember the early days, how things were, right? And a, a lot of emails front and back, a lot of contacts, you know, telling them I want to do this. Mm -hmm. But my mind keep on telling me, are you sure you're going to do this? Are you sure you're going to do this? So whenever I see this kind of notable milestones, you know, this kind of what we have achieved today, that really keep me going, right? Mm -hmm. So... I'm happy that we are doing something in the African market. Also, we are doing something in the African continent. So building this kind of event is not yet easy, but I really like the way we do it. And also I like the returns. What I mean, the returns, I like the feedback from the speakers and also the attendees is what encouraged me to be on today. That's amazing. Uh, if one wants to, you know, just keep tabs on you and your work in future, how would you be contacted? Well, actually, anybody can get me, right? So mm. we have our email. I'm also on LinkedIn, Sydney and Romado, right? So anybody can contact me. Or whenever you Google or search Chatbot Africa, you know, or you, you search European Chatbot, you will see me there. So anywhere you search, you're going to see me there. So another thing I want to say is that which just come to my mind is that another thing you asked me about the milestones which I've done. So yeah. me and my team, we started a, a startup in Africa, you know? So we, we start building, it's called Betro. Betro, we start building a, a startup where we're trying to transform the future of computer AI in Africa. So Betro is a solution, a chatbot. It's a chat and also a voice bot where we are trying to use most of the African languages, you know, in the chat. That is one of the important thing also, which encouraged me, which also 
that I'm giving back to the African nation to support the African to use conversational AI while building Petro as well. So we have not launched Petro. So Petro is in the process of launching very soon in the African summit. Okay, I I, I thought I thought as much that that would be a great place uh, to launch that. Yeah. Before we leave, I want you to share some lessons that you have learned in this journey, in your journey in organizing these summits and your startups. Well, the only thing I could say is that uh, my own experience is you have to be strong whatever you are doing. You you have to make sure that you put in your effort, even though your effort is not paying off, right? Stay mm-hmm. where you are and keep pushing. So, you know, running a startup is not easy. Running a company is not easy. There's a lot of challenges from all angles you are going to meet, right? So the only thing I could tell them is that whenever I have all these kind of things, I go back to the drawing board to find out if there's anywhere I've made a mistake. Also, if I push this way, it's not working. I, I have to go back and change again and try to follow another road. So what I would encourage anyone who wants to start any business or who's building a solution in Africa is you don't need to give up. Keep doing it. When you are doing it, you'll be able to get the right people and the, and the right people will connect you to, to the right people that will take you to where you're supposed to be. I like that. The right people will connect you to the right people. You might be right people. <laughs> you might meet people along the way and say, Okay, this person does not fit to my vision and my goals. But they might be the ones to connect you to people who fit to your in your vision and your goals. So the right people will connect you to the right people. I'll take that yeah. and on that we'll thank you very much for joining us today, Sydney and Neremadu. Today's podcast is all about conversational AI in Africa and we had a chat with Sydney Neremadu, the founder and CEO of Chatbot Africa. We talked about how AI technology is changing lives and industries in Africa and how we have to meet up with tech. The Chatbot and uh, Chatbot African Conversational AI Summit is an important event that we should be a part of that brings together experts and industry leaders to share knowledge and grow the AI ecosystem in Africa. Thank you once more for joining us and sharing your passion for advancing conversational AI in Africa. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Before I go, I have something I would like to tell tell your audience for them to know. Mm. So what I'm saying is that we are all together in this ecosystem. So Chatbot Africa, we need their voice and opinion to build a great future for everyone in the continent, Mm. most especially to our children. So I believe that if we support our, if we try to be able to join this time around, we're going to support our children and children children to have a better future with ai thank you so much for having me thank you and stay tuned to uh, africa tech radio for more exciting tech discussions of course we have a lot in store for you and make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms at africa tech radio except instagram where it is at a tech radio of course it's africa tech radio and my name is lillian thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com